Hi, I'm Dennis Sheeran. And I'm Raymond Steinmetz from the Instant Relevance Podcast. And we're part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hello there, Burned In Teachers, and welcome to episode 86 of the Burned In Teacher Podcast. This is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. I'm your host, Amber Harper, and I empower burned out teachers to believe that they deserve and can achieve a happier, more fulfilled career and life with my eight-step burned-in process. Today, I am going solo, and it's even going to be a little bit different than a typical solo episode because I'm going to share with you a talk that I gave last week that got so much buzz at the American Association of Employment and Education Conference, I spoke to a Zoom room full of building and district leaders as well as heads of HR and beyond. The response was exciting and enlightening and they all seemed to agree with me. Self-care will only take you so far. I really wanted to extend to them what I have learned from you, my listeners and members of the Burned In Teacher Podcast Facebook community, and the Burned In Teacher Tribe members, as well as what you all have DM'd me on social media, etc., that you are really being challenged by. We all simply desire to be encouraged and empowered to take control over three things that we truly do have control over as human beings. And in this episode, I'm going to share those things with you today. I'm so excited to share this talk with you. So grab a pencil, grab some paper, grab your favorite beverage, And get ready to take some notes because we're going to take some action. Let's go. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. You know, during my 12-year teaching career, it seemed like there was always something throwing off my lesson plans, mindset, or goals. And when I began to burn out and tried to talk about it, all I heard was join the club, go for a walk, have a glass or three of wine. This is just the way it is. The current challenges you're facing distance learning, new technologies, higher expectations, discipline issues, a personal crisis, a global pandemic. All of these challenges make your everyday life seem unmanageable. Until now. Teacher Burnout has been hacked and the book is here. In Hacking Teacher Burnout, I share my eight-step process that shines a light on burnout as an opportunity for growth and change. And in it, I empower you to become burned in a fulfilled, happy, efficient, and effective teacher in the classroom and in life. You'll learn the steps you can take to take action steps based on your burnout type. Feel ready for the next challenge. Thrive, not just survive, personally and professionally. Feel ready for and learn how to grow through your burnout and so much more. Hacking Teacher Burnout is here and ready for you to order on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. So go check it out or go to hackingteacherburnout.com to learn more and place a bulk order for your staff. 
Take a deep breath because you're about ready to do something big for your burnout. Burn on. All right, I'm going to share some news with you that you may not be aware of. I'm I'm totally kidding. You're totally aware of this because you're listening to this episode right now. Teachers are leaving the education profession in record numbers. And that was before the pandemic. That was before teaching virtually. And and you know it's true. And you know that I stand by my belief that practicing conventional self-care will only take you so far. You need more than motivation. You need more than a fill your cup, quote unquote, self-care talk to stay in education. You deserve and desire a plan of action in order to move through your burnout so you can get back to enjoying your important work. Before the pandemic, teaching was already more challenging than ever. And you know this because you're here listening to this. And you know what? Your principal knows this. Your district leader knows this. And there's no better time than now to come together as a team of educators and begin your journey through burnout together. Now, you also know my stance that burnout is an opportunity like no other. So today I'm going to share with you the three pillars to help you and your district and your building to grow through your burnout. Now, if you are a member of the Burn-In Teacher Tribe and you've gone through Burn-In Teacher University, you probably already know what these are. This is going to be a shortened version and kind of just let you in on the things you can be thinking about if you or someone you know or love in the education profession is saying things like, I hate teaching virtually, I didn't sign up for this, no matter how, how, how hard I work, there's always something happening to wreck my plans, I still love education and teaching, but I need a change, or I just want to do my job as a teacher and be done. I hate working nights and weekends, but there's so much to do. I have no choice. So this is for all types of burnout. Burned and unbalanced, burned and bored, or burned and over it. Okay? So today I'm going to talk to you about these three pillars. All right? And in this talk, I had so many principals that that contacted me after and they had said, one even said to me, Amber, your talk even helped me so much and I'm in HR. I'm not even in the classroom, but you gave me a spark and that's where I really felt like I needed to share this talk with you because... I want to ignite that spark in you today and I want you to share this with a a principal or district leader that you think needs to hear this message as well, okay? So we're going to get started right now. And I want to start by saying that if you didn't already know, I am offering one hour virtual talks to any school anywhere in the world and I have discounted it by 70%. So that I can do these talks with you and your school and your administrators together to help you to change this conversation that is right now becoming very isolating and infuriating and frustrating. And what I want you to do is immediately, right now, I want you to text or email your administrator and send them the link to this to this podcast episode. And I want you to also send them to burnedinteacher.com slash speaking. Because this is going to give them all of the information that they need in order to contact me so that I can speak with you and your fellow teachers before or after school. There's no need to have a conference or a venue. There's no need to think about social distancing. I can speak to your entire school from wherever you are. And that's what's really empowering about this idea of getting these messages to you when you need them now. We can't wait until 
the next back to school. We can't wait for this quote unquote motivational speech time where, you know, a speaker comes in and stands on stage and gets you all pumped up for the year and then poof, they're gone. That's not who I am. I want to reach you now. The teacher and me cannot wait to help you. So as I dive into this presentation, I want you to remember that I can offer your school even more than this. I can offer you talking points. I can offer you this process that I allude to in this talk. And I'm so excited to share it with you today. Now, you probably already know what the World Health Organization has deemed as symptoms of burnout, right? And it's not just teacher burnout. It's burnout in general. Emotional exhaustion, decreased sense of accomplishment, depersonalization, right? And this was all before March of 2020. Now we have, in addition to all of the things that were challenging teachers before, right? All of those things like too much to do and not enough time to do it, negativity and apathy, and of course, maybe some of you needing a challenge, we're now being overwhelmed by the pandemic, right? We're being we're being bombarded with ways that we can use blended learning and designing and implementing lessons for online and face-to-face. You know, you guys are telling me that finding balance while teaching remotely is so extremely difficult, difficult that maybe you're not getting the support that you need from administrators or parents. Maybe they have unreal expectations for you. Here's a hard and true fact. I looked at my data for the teacher burnout quiz. 51% of the teachers, and I'm talking thousands of teachers have taken this quiz, 51% of you are feeling burned and unbalanced where you have too much to do and not enough time to do it. You're working all hours of the day. 38% of the teachers that have taken this quiz since March are burned and over it. They are so negative, so apathetic, so extremely challenged by all of these challenges. They can't see a way out other than to quit. And they're at a stage zero of burnout. Now, of course, you know that there's burned and bored, but there are really not a whole lot of percentage points there that are going to that type of burnout for obvious reasons. Now, you add all of these extra stressors to a teacher who was already experiencing a personal loss or hardship vicarious trauma from their students, having to balance grading and planning and prepping, dealing with student apathy and behavior issues, and maybe even dealing with this teachers do whatever it takes, right? They give and give and give in themselves, right? Some schools do subscribe to that belief. You add to that a mask and a shield and the fear that is surrounding the coronavirus now you got a teacher who is wearing all of that in addition to teaching students in her, his or her classroom who are affected by the same things that this teacher is affected with. Trauma, the hardship of maybe lost, losing somebody that they love. But these teachers aren't just, or these students aren't just in their classrooms. These are also on a computer. That's adding another layer of stress and overwhelm. And I, I have to tell you, listen, This is not about principals against teachers or teachers against principals. I see both sides of the story. I am married to a principal who I love very, very much, and he's one of the good ones, right? But he feels this stress, right? He is stressed too. Principals and, and tech coaches and 
teacher coaches, anybody out there listening, you know that you are also bombarded with ever-changing plans, coordinating and implementing your school's plan, being the middleman between central office and your teachers, and there's so much more. You know, we're all overwhelmed. We are all stressed. And it's really important that we remember that we're all human, even your principal, even your superintendent who you think may not be paying attention to your struggles. Everybody here is being affected by vicarious trauma, personal loss and hardship, maybe teacher evaluations, right? Student apathy and behavior issues, maybe teacher apathy. Also having to wear maybe a shield and a mask on top of this. So principals out there, you probably have done some research on, you know, what can I do to support my teachers, right, during these times of teaching in crisis. You may have read that you can offer flexible scheduling, encourage teachers to set work boundaries and be transparent and accessible and be a troubleshooter and recognize that emotional support is as important as instructional support. But that's all so relative. Where I come in and where I am so passionate is I offer the process to help to open these conversations, okay? We, we can't just tell our teachers to take care of, our, of themselves. We can't just say, you know what? You need to make sure that you're all leaving at four and then be done with it. Or do something nice for yourself or go for a walk or have a glass of wine. You, if you've listened for any amount of time, you know that this is where I get really fired up because binge watching TV and numbing yourself is only going to make your stressors go away for a short amount of time. Because even as you're taking that bubble bath, you're probably thinking of all the things that you have to do. So I want to offer you an opportunity now to be thinking about another way of self-care, and that is together care. And let me tell you something. Together care doesn't mean that we're going to just blanket each other with this toxic positivity, right? The assumption that either by yourself or others that despite a person's emotional pain or difficult situation, they should just have a positive mindset or have positive vibes, right? This toxic positivity is a problem. This put a smile on. You know, I've heard people say that, you know, a teacher game face is a smile. This is not okay with me. Of course we should be smiling, Of course, we should try to be happy for our students. However, we cannot keep faking it until we make it. We've got to do something about this. Teachers are suffering from what is considered human giver syndrome. So this is research going back to feminine cultural norms. So ladies, I'm talking to you right now, men as well. You are also, if you're in education, you probably felt some of this human giver syndrome. However, ladies, we have cultural norms that presents women as being nice, quiet, and make sure you spend all of your resources on appearance, both with your physical appearance and your classroom appearance. Um, Cue Instagram and Pinterest, please. And that you take care of other people no matter what the cost, even if it costs you your health. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't men out there that do this. You know, there are men out there who are human givers instead of, you know, human (laughs) takers, right? But in this specific situation that we are in right now, we have to address these things and move through them and grow through them. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. We can't keep telling teachers, you're a teacher, you'll do whatever it takes, you're a superhero, do it for the kids, the kids deserve it, stay positive. All of this stuff does nothing but frustrate 
teachers more, right? I mean, I would love to hear in the Burnin Teacher uh, podcast Facebook community what you have heard and what you would like to hear, all right? You know, principals out there, if you're listening to this, I know that you're stressed too, but your teachers need to trust you. Your teachers need to know that you're vulnerable enough to admit when you make mistakes. Your teachers need to see you now more than ever, even if you have that mask on. They need to see you in the hallways and in their classrooms and in their Zoom rooms. Teachers do not need you to engage in toxic positivity. They need you as a human to be with them and go through this with them. And if you're saying, I have been, that's amazing. That makes me smile. But I subscribe to this idea that, you know, there's an inward ripple effect with principals being on the outside of the circle where principals take care of the teachers so teachers can take care of the students, right? A lot of schools, you know, they talk about being student-centered, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. However, principals, district leaders, district leaders take care of your principals so your principals are empowered to take care of your teachers and teachers are then empowered and equipped to take care of their students. I encourage principals and district leaders to be teacher-centered so that those teachers aren't exhausted, and can take care of their students and be students-centered. Here's the problem, is that we are all struggling with something called chronic stress. This is stress resulting from repeated exposure, exposure to situations that lead to the release of stress hormones, right? It's okay to be stressed, but this type of stress can cause wear and tear on your mind and your body. This is like planning a wedding and then having the wedding, and then planning another wedding the next day, all by yourself. It's that no matter how hard you work, you're going to wake up and do it all again tomorrow, and there's no sense of growth. There's no sense of actual growth-based progress where, okay, I'm done with this. Now I've created this system that's going to help this to be easier. It's this constant, constant, constant uphill battle, doing the same struggle every single day and seeing no growth. This chronic stress is what's making people sick and it's what's causing burnout. All right. So we have to take care of this chronic stress by offering a different solution to these teachers that are wearing all of these overwhelmed, stressful feelings in addition to their own hardships and their original teacher responsibilities while teaching these students with trauma in their classrooms and on a computer. So this is why I'm saying the self-care is not enough. We can't keep preaching to teachers to take care of themselves when they need so much more. So what are we supposed to do? Well, number one, if you know me, I'm going to say stop the shame and open a different conversation. And these next parts of this talk are all about the three shifts that we can make. Or if you're a principal, these are three shifts that you can help your teachers to make in their beliefs, their time, and their actions. Now, these are the three pillars that I really work hard with my uh, Burn-In Teacher Tribe members and anybody who's going through Burn-In Teacher University. These are pillars that make all the difference. These are the foundational pieces of what it means to be a burned-in teacher, okay? So let's go into the first pillar, which is beliefs. This is your first mind shift that you can make. Beliefs are choices and choices can be changed. Now, I'm not trying to challenge anybody's steadfast beliefs. I just want you to think about this, okay? When you were a kid, maybe you believed in Santa or the Tooth Fairy, right? Until you didn't. 
until you decided, I don't believe in that anymore. This is a pivotal shift in belief that can change your life. If you choose, if you understand that beliefs are choices and choices can be changed. So rather than saying things like, shocker, this always happens to me, I can do everything myself and it will be Pinterest worthy, or I'm too old, or I'm too young, or I'm too dumb, or I'm too um, tech stupid to do these things. When you say these things to your core, they become your beliefs. And there are three questions that you can ask yourself or principals, you can ask your teachers to help them to begin to shift their beliefs because... Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. And your values become your destiny. Can I get an amen? I mean, seriously. Gandhi, thank you so much for this quote because it is so true. So here's a question you can ask yourself. What stories are you telling yourself on a consistent basis? Are you telling yourself that everything you have that everything you do has to be Pinterest worthy, Instagram worthy, or cute like teachers pay teachers? Right? Are you telling yourself that it's not good enough if it doesn't look like that teachers does on YouTube? If it isn't perfect, it isn't good enough. I'm not good enough. Nothing I do is good enough. Okay? Here's what you need to know. 95% of the thoughts that you thought today You thought yesterday, and here's the kicker, 80% of them are self-defecating or negative. So when you think those things to yourself, when you tell yourself those stories day after day after day, I'm not good enough, I don't have enough time, teachers just give everything of themselves, it becomes your truth, it becomes your values, it becomes your destiny, it becomes your belief, but you can choose differently. Okay, here's the next question. What is challenging you and can you truly control it? Now, I'm telling you, if I got paid a dollar for every single teacher that told me that they were a type A personality that loved to control everything, they're a control freak freak and a a people pleaser, I would be extremely wealthy. So we have to really truly think about the things we can and cannot control. You can control your influencers, your top five influencers, who you hang around with the most. You can control your solutions, your self-talk, your effort, your attitude. You can't control your students' upbringing. You can't control your students' choices. You can't control anybody else's beliefs or choices. And you certainly can't control global pandemics. Now, you might be saying, but Amber, you're telling me that I can control, um, you know, how I talk to my teachers or how I talk to other teachers who I'm with. Of course you can. You can change your beliefs, but it is not your responsibility to change others. You can expose people to different ways of being and feeling and doing. But for example, I can't change your beliefs. I can share with you what I know works. I can share with you research. I can share with you knowledge that I have, but I can't change your mind and your beliefs. That's on you. And it's also on your students. And it's also on other teachers. So what I want you to understand is you can control your own actions, your own thoughts, your own beliefs, but you can't control others. And this is where this whole crab mentality comes in. I did a whole podcast episode on the crab mentality, but in in a gist, it goes like this. If you have one crab in a bucket by itself, it's able to crawl out. But if you put many crabs in a bucket, 
and one tries to crawl out, it will pull that crab back down. And eventually, if that crab keeps trying to get out desperately, they will break its arms. It will, they will break its legs. They will actually kill it. This is called the crab mentality. And when you try to do and feel and believe differently, you may have some crabs in your life that try to pull you back. This is something you also have control of. You have control over whether or not you hang out with terror downers, these crabs, or if you hang out with builder uppers, people that help you when you need it the most. That is something you have control over. It may not be in your physical building, but it could be in another district, another classroom, another school, maybe on Twitter. But you can choose to hang out with people who are going to build you up. And the next and final question for helping people to shift their beliefs is asking, what legacy do you want to leave? What do you want to be known for? When your students talk about you in 10, 15, 20 years down the road, are they going to remember you as that teacher that made them cringe, that they dreaded every day, that they made nasty jokes about? Or are you going to be remembered as that teacher that did their best to help you to feel safe and calm and you smiled and you were genuinely happy to be in the room with them, whether it be virtual or physical right now? You get to choose and that's called teacher brand. So how is it that you're taking care of yourself and your curriculum and your time and your body, this is all branding. It's no different than a restaurant, right? We all have these patterns that we see, restaurants and, and clothes and, and stores, right? These are all brands that we've come to trust or despise because of repeated patterns of interaction. Your students and other teachers, they are making and placing brands on you based on your repeated patterns of action based on your repeated patterns of the way that you talk and the way that you take care of yourself and your students and your classroom. That is something you have control over. And if you are thinking about this and you're not happy about your brand, it is something that can be changed but only by you. All right? Now let's move to the second mind shift and that is your time. Time is our only non-renewable resource, yet we spend it like it is renewable. And it's not. We can always make more money, believe it or not. We can't make more time. And my favorite quote from Denzel Washington, he says, just because you're doing a lot more doesn't mean you're getting a lot more done. And it's so true. We sometimes confuse movement with progress. And that's not true. So I want to encourage you to change your thoughts if you're thinking there's so much to do, I don't know where to start, if I leave at a decent time, others are going to judge me, this is just what good teachers do. We have to shift those beliefs. So here are three questions to begin to shift your use of your time. What is your vision? What do you enjoy doing? What can motivate you to shut that computer down or get out of that classroom? What will you do when you're not working? Because this is a choice that you get to make. This is an empowerment piece. You get to choose what you spend your time on and when. Honestly, even the fact that you're a teacher is a choice. That is your choice. You choose to open up your computer or show up at work every day. Now, obviously, there would be positive and negative consequences if you choose not to do certain things. But it's all a choice. What is your time allowance? How many hours do you want to work in a week? Okay. 
Name it right now. Is it 50, 45? How many hours do you want to work in a week? That's your second question. You get to choose. And then how are you going to budget that time? All right, imagine you have a time allowance each week, 45 hours to work or 50 hours to work. All right, now we've got to budget that time per day. And it could be on the weekend, depending on your season of life. I'm not pretending to judge you and and where you are in your season. But on what days will you spend your hours and what will you intentionally do with them? We cannot spend time like it's it's a renewable resource. All right? I mean, think about this. If we're talking about time like money right now, right? Can you just walk into a bank anytime and take out any amount of money you want? Absolutely not. They lock down the banks with passwords and obviously locking the doors when when time is whenever they're closed. You have to do the same thing with something called boundaries. Boundaries are healthy for you and for the people that might be breaking them. If you don't set boundaries for yourself, you can't expect others to respect them. And as many times as I see teachers who are frustrated on social media by all that they have to do, they are not setting boundaries. Saying no is not negative. Saying no is a good thing because when you say no, you're saying yes to yourself and your family and your core values and your life. All right. Now, the third pillar is your actions. This is the one thing that we truly have complete and total control over. Unless obviously we are in a, you know, fight or flight situation. Our body does react in certain ways whenever we get scared or whatnot. But I'm talking about the day-to-day actions okay so here are some things that I hear some teachers saying I'm too busy I'm too old I'm just a teacher I can't do anything else I can't change anything right I can't set goals I can't do anything differently because I this is just the way it is all right we have to shift those beliefs about our actions our daily actions moving forward a goal without a plan is just a wish right I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but I I just love that quote so much. So here are three questions to begin to shift your actions. What do you want? What do you want personally and professionally? I know at one point I was making myself miserable because I wanted to move. I didn't like where we lived, but I wouldn't share that because I felt bad. I wanted it so badly. What do you want? What do you want? Do you want to leave the classroom? Do you want to quit teaching? Do you want to love teaching fifth grade science again? What do you want? Do you want to be a principal? Do you want more money? Do you want a smaller house so your house payment is is smaller? Do you want to start a family? What do you want? You are capable and worthy of doing the things that you need to do and taking the actions that you need to take to get what you want. You have this one life. And the next question that you can ask yourself or principals as you're being seen more with your teachers, simply asking, how are you? How's it going? Those three words, how are you or how's it going, if asked enough times, will open doors to conversations that you never thought were possible. Checking in with yourself. How are you? Have I really thought about what I've wanted lately? 
Have I been lying to myself? Because principles, this isn't just on you. This is up to teachers. Checking in with yourself. Checking in on your teaching partner. How are you? And I mean like really how are you? And then we can't be venting, right? That's an action that takes us nowhere. We've got to have those productive conversations because the next question is a, is a really important one too. How can I help you? How can I help you to get what you want? If you want better classroom management, you can't just complain about how poorly behaved your students are, right? If you want to stop working 70 hours a week, you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. You have to ask for help. Your success is your teacher's success. Teachers, your success is your student's success, right? Now, you may have heard me talk about this before, but just asking yourself these questions, and I told you to jot these things down and maybe even pause this podcast and write the answers to these questions, this will help you to move through the burned-in teacher success path. This will help you to go from burned out to build your spark to build your ignition, to build your flame, to build your fire, to become a burned-in teacher. And teachers, your principals want to help you. And if they don't, you can shift your beliefs, your time, and your actions to decide what is best for you in your, pers- in your specific situation. There is a path out of burnout, but you have to grow through it. And this is the type of self-care that I get so fired up about. This is the hard self-care. This is the self-care that gets us uncomfortable in a beautiful way because we are making changes that change our life, that change our days. And it's the hard stuff, okay? So I do lay this all out in, in more detail in Hacking Teacher Burnout. And of course, in my talks with schools, I, I get on the phone with, with district and school leaders and I say, What are your teachers struggling with the most? And I work these into my talks. I want you to know that this is the beginning of true self-care. This is the beginning of together care where we are all in this together. Now, I heard on an interview on uh, Brene Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us, she interviewed the authors of this book called Burnout. And I love how they said, they said, When we are stressed, we don't believe in lean in or lean down. We believe in lean on. This this couldn't be more true. But we can't just lean on each other when we need a good cry because a good cry is healthy. It's good. But we have to continue to lean on each other when we really want to make true, impactful, lasting change in our life to grow through our burnout. So three shifts I just taught you that you have control over. Your beliefs, your time, and your actions. All right? Because in order for your students to trust you, teachers, they need to be able to see you. They need to see you be vulnerable. They need to see you making mistakes. They need to see you growing. They need to see you changing. And principals, your teachers need the same thing. They need to know that you're all in this together. Because we all have this one life. So why not use this situation of being burned out, this incredible pandemic of burnout that's going through our country and our our entire world to grow together and make true lasting changes. All right? So again, three shifts. Beliefs, time, and actions. 
And here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to the Burned In Teacher Podcast Facebook community. I want you to answer these questions. Let's have a conversation in there. There are hundreds of teachers that are in there and they are saying, this is what I'm struggling with. Can you help me? And they're getting the steps that they need to begin to grow and make true lasting change. And that's what I desire for you. Again, if you didn't hear me earlier, if it didn't register, this was a talk that I gave for the American Association of Employment and Education to a Zoom room full of district and building leaders. And I got an incredible response. I got a lot of emails. And now I will be speaking with their teachers. And I want to do the same for you and your school. So I encourage you to do a couple of things. Number one, send your principal or your district leader the link to burnedinteacher.com slash speaking. Send them this link to this podcast episode. Let them know that you want to grow through your burnout. But we've got to talk about more than just fill your cup, put your mask on before you put other people's masks on. I think that's kind of ironic right now, isn't it? Or just take care of yourself. These are all so messy and so relative and so subjective to that conventional self-care, right? Go for a run, take a bubble bath, eat some chocolate, have five glasses of wine. That's only going to help you for a small amount of time. And I want you to make true lasting change in your life. All right, my friends, I want you to take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. And I cannot wait to hear the steps you're taking to shift your beliefs, your time, and your actions. I'll see you next week. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.